Merry Christmas to you. Uh, thank you for praying for me, as I haven't been giving a message in English for many, many years. So I'm very glad to be able to worship the Lord here this morning. Uh, today's title is Emmanuel, The Word Became Flesh and Dwelt Among Us. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve chose to make themselves God. Because we chose to make ourselves God, as a result, we are alienated from God and His creation and from each other. And loneliness started controlling us. And this loneliness is still true today. Today's most serious problem is isolation especially COVID-19 accelerated this situation. People feel very lonely. And uh, as you know, the suicide is increasing in Japan, especially among young people. And you can also be isolated in the crowd. Maybe you can feel this in the city of Tokyo. But God took initiative to solve this problem. This is a reason for us to celebrate Christmas. John 1 said, In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word of promise was given to prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was from 8th century BC. In Isaiah 7:14 says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. 8th century BC, what did the word look like? Um, BC 740, the Neo-Assyrian Empire reached the peak of its power and started conquering the king of Israel. And uh, in the legend, it says in uh, 753 BC, Rome was founded by Romulus and Remus, twin sons of Mars, the god of war. And in 776 BC, Temple of Hera, Olympia, Greece, what happened? The ancient Olympic game, first one, was held. And Japan at that time was in, in a transitional period from Jomon to Yayoi. Jomon period is uh, BC 14th century to BC 10th century. This is Sanai Maruyama in Aomori Prefecture. And this is the Yayoi period, BC 10th century to 
A.D. 3rd century. And uh, 700 years later, after Israel, uh, Isaiah's prophecy, Christ was born in the Roman Empire. Roman Empire this last this long, B.C. 27 to A.D. 395. Great things happened in Judea, the province of Syria. Governor at the time of Syria was Quirinius. Ancient Israel in Syria was under Roman Empire at that time. Roman Empire at the time was Augustus, first emperor in Rome, B.C. 27 to A.D. 14. And he issued royal decree of resident registration. That's why Mary and Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem. This is a copy of the decree. This was issued in B.C. 4. And Roman appointed king of Judea was Herod the Great. His reign is B.C. 37 to B.C. 4, and he died on B.C. 4. Jesus was probably born at the end of Herod's reign. So instead of B.C. 0, B.C. 4, because uh, it says in Matthew 2:16, when Herod saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under. Last Sunday, Reverend Andrew Court shared with us prophecies foretold and fulfilled. We were amazed how accurate the Bible is. And Jesus is not a myth. Jesus is a historical figure. Exact detail of his birth, death, date, and etc. are recorded in the New Testament. Luke 2, 1 and 2 says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So historical documents and New Testament coincide exactly. God could have shown himself in various ways. He could talk to us. He could show us, but... The way he chose was the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is the way he chose. The birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while the thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, 
and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. God chose to reveal himself in the form of a powerless baby. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Virgin name was Mary. The angel says, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Mary said, How can this be? since I don't know a man. This is a good news. The time came that the word of prophecy became reality. In the Garden of Eden, in uh, Genesis 2, the Lord God planted garden eastward in Eden, out of the ground, The Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and tree of knowledge of good and evil. God's word was, Of every tree of garden you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But here comes Satan, and he's twisted God's word. He announced the fake news. Satan's fake news was, but you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This was a fake news. God's word was what? You shall not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I don't know if this logo came from that or not. (laughs) Anyway, they ate. Choice was given. Genesis chapter 3, 6 and 7. So when the women saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of it fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. This is a story that you know well. Then why Jesus came? The reason why Jesus came. In John 10.10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So there is a choice. No one else can make the decision for you. You are standing in the decision place. 
destination, if you choose one way, it's a death and destruction. If you choose the other way, life and prosperity. Uh, today's fake news, promise given by the thief, GAFA, <laughs> social network service. They say, we will help you to be connected with others. The Facebook says, keep up with friends wherever you are. Good news, huh? Is it? <laughs> Fake news. How many of you have cell phone with you now who don't have it? <laughs> Only two. <laughs> are they Emmanuel tools? They're always with you. Do they give us life? Of course, they connect us to the world. It's amazing what you can do using your cell phone. They make us feel like God. I can do anything. I can be connected to the world. But reality is, SNS brought isolation. The researcher says, the longer you use SNS, the lonelier you become. Here's an interesting uh, interview by Wired magazine. SNS developers they interviewed. I introduced some of that. Intention of the SNS products and services. Uh, you know the uh, former president of Facebook, Sean Parker, what he said is this, we are spending a lot of time trying to make our product as addictive as possible. Did you know that? And this is um, Google design. He designed uh, Google. He spent three years and he said like this, we developed our product to influence and hijack human thinking and action. But after three years, he quit Google. And now, Harris is a co-founder and president of the Center for Humane Technology, whose mission is to reverse human downgrading and realign technology with humanity. This is a very famous person, Steve Jobs, CEO of Apple. What did he say? I don't allow my children to use iPad. <laughs> and Bill Gates, co-founder of Microsoft Corporation, this is why he said, I don't allow my children to use a cell phone until 14 years old. Though they promise that they will be with us all the time. They're not always with you. You can lose it, you can break it. <laughs> they will not love us, though we might love them. Once you are hooked, we cannot easily run away from them, like drugs. Jesus came to be with us to restore 
true connection. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had a true connection. But because they choose to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they lost this connection. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, what? I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Jesus came to be with us to restore true connection. And he is with us till the end of the age. Jesus is the only one who is always with us and makes connection with God and connection with his creation. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, God says. His name is Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Let us make sure first that you are connected to Jesus before we were fighting against God, but now we have peace with God. So if you don't have that peace with God, I encourage you to have peace. And God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And John 17, 18 says, As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. It was not easy for Jesus to come to earth. He said, as Father sent me into the world, I sent also you into the world. To make peace with others and his creation. We found out most uh, educated mind cannot produce peace. Before Second World War, this was a common idea that if we try hard, we can bring peace on this earth. But we made a nuclear bomb, and that dream was shattered. Instead of living peacefully with others, we are much better at disagreeing and fighting. Isn't it true? Then, how shall we live? There are several books written on it. Charles Colson's famous book, How Now Shall We Live? And the other guy, Wayne Mueller, said, wrote, How Then Shall We Live? We need transformation of our heart. Education is not enough. Our heart, hearts are transformed when Emmanuel God is with us. Matthew 18:20 says, "For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them." 
in Psalm 133, 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Sometimes we might feel that he's not with us, even a Christian. But let us remember his word. Hebrews 13, 5, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He cannot lie. So there to jump in with the mind of Jesus to help people to live peacefully together. You see this scene a lot. Even in a restaurant, mother and kids, they're together, but they're not together. <laughs> they're not connected. They're not enjoying fellowship at all. Our friend says this, your time with your family and friends is very precious. They will not be with you all the time. They'll be gone pretty soon. Cell phone is hijacking your attention and relationship. So we have to be very careful. And when you see those people, let's step in and help them to have a real fellowship. And they have to take time to help his creation, take care of trees, flowers, animals, to be sustained. We see so much uh, pollution and deep ocean. There's a degrading ocean and deforestation and uh, ice is melting. Who will take care of the earth? And there to meet in person, I would say unofficially and creatively at this time of COVID-19. So I really encourage you to make a small group to eat together and share together and encourage each other and to pray together. Under Roman persecution, people faced the threat of death if they met at the church buildings. We're kind of a similar situation. They met at catacombs, underground tomb like this. This is a real one. Let us find our own alternative spots in Tokyo. We might not have a catacomb, but we can have, we can find the alternative spot and worship the Lord together. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your son Jesus to us to be with us and to give us eternal life. At the time of Christmas of 2020, so many people are against you. They believe that the human education can attain peace by you prove that it is not possible. Only Jesus, who is a mediator between us and God, can give us peace. Make us wise to choose life, not the death and destruction like Adam and Eve 
chose. Guide each one of us with the Holy Spirit to choose the right way and enjoy the fellowship with you and with each other and with the creation that is around us. I pray that your rich blessing upon those people who are worshiping together with us in person and behind the Zoom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.